We've got an unfortunate Bedlam basketball recap, Oklahoma State's non-conference football schedule, plus some of my favorite Big 12 non-conference games for 2022, and an update on baseball, softball, and golf after a very busy weekend for the Cowboys, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes. Your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Lockdown Pokes podcast, or welcome back to the Lockdown Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Linda Godfrey. I contribute to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter, or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page, Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. I'm also coming to YouTube soon, but I'm waiting for my new webcam to come in. So as soon as that comes in, I'll get over to the YouTube side of things. This is not fun for me. I do not like to recap a Bedlam loss. I am very happy I didn't have to do it during football season. But Oklahoma State basketball fell to OU 66-62 to in overtime. Boy, the amount of I don't want to I'm putting aside to do this recap. It should really be rewarded. On a day where all I wanted was a Bedlam win, like, that's all I needed to start the day. And it would have been the perfect Saturday, the perfect birthday. And yet, we couldn't get it done. The Cowboys had complete, like, I was completely discouraged by halfway through the second half before they turned on the Jets with about four minutes to go and about 10 minutes too late, in my opinion. They drew me back in, they sucked me into overtime, and then completely broke my heart. It was a very tough loss on Saturday. It was tough to watch. The better team won that played on Saturday, but to be very clear, neither team was playing incredibly inspiring basketball. It was messy. It was not super fun to watch. It was just, um, just wasn't very skilled basketball. There was a point in the second half where I wasn't sure if the Cowboys were going to score 40 points. Like that's, that's rough. That's a rough day on the hardwood. I'd also like to say from both sides of the ball that the refs were on an absolute power trip. If you so much as brushed up against an opposing player, you were getting a whistle, you were getting a foul. It was, again, on both sides of the ball. I'm not saying that, you know, Oklahoma State got overfouled or one or the other. It was let them play basketball. It just felt like they got way too excited about blowing the whistle. I don't like watching that at all. I want to see, I want you to be able to block somebody out for a rebound or, you know, give me a jump ball. There were so many fouls on what I would have preferred been called jump balls, what I think would have been called jump balls in a normal game by different referees. So that's disappointing to see. It's not fun to watch. It makes it very, very clunky on top of a game where 
both teams were already struggling to play good basketball. The good news, and again, to be very frank, there wasn't a ton to pull from this game, but Musa Cisse continues to show growth for the Cowboys. I like what we saw off of him. Apparently, he was late for the bus to Norman, and that's why he did not get to start the game. He came off the bench. Um, I think I think he clearly sparked offense when he comes off the bench. He alters the gameplay when he's on the court both on offense and defense. He's just so disruptive and does exactly what he's supposed to do. Problem is he fouled out, you know, and over time for the Cowboys, we didn't have him. And that was, I knew things were going to get bleak when that happened. You can tell that he makes a difference for the Cowboys when he's on the court. So as soon as he was taken out of the equation, my hopes kind of uh, faltered a little. Avery Anderson hung up 25 points. He hit all of his free throws, which he shot eight of. That's fantastic for a thing that we've been pounding the table for all season, which is make your free throws for him to hit all eight of his. He went three for five from the three-point line. Again, that's very encouraging. All things considered, he had another really strong game for the Cowboys. Unfortunately, two players are not going to win you a game. We just could not get it together. It was fast and messy. Messy is the best word I can think of to attach to that game. That's the third overtime game in a row for the Cowboys. And like, I I don't want to be a what if person, but I think you have to wonder where they'd be if the NCAA hadn't upheld its insane postseason ban right before this season started. I, I mean, again, I don't, like to be the what if person, but it's hard not to think about. It's hard not to think about if they had a little bit more incentive for a postseason that they wouldn't have come out of some of those with wins. And I know we started the first overtime, we got a win, but dropping two back to back, it just hurts. It's it's tough to watch. It's tough to, I'm sure, play. There's not really anything to say to sugarcoat what that game was on Saturday. We just got to get through this muck. We come out stronger on the other side and be ready to go when the time comes next season. And I'm saying we, of course, I mean them. I think as fans, we just have to kind of be there for them and continue cheering on cheering on the Cowboys, even though, you know, we've got two late two games left this season, Iowa State and Texas Tech. Hopefully they can find a way to win and end on a high note for this team, for Mike Boynton, for fans that are obliterating this team while they're going through this brutal season. It's insane, some of the narratives, and, you know, everybody has social media, so anybody can say anything, And but some of the stuff you read about this Cowboy team is like, do you not understand what they're dealing with, like mentally going through what they've had to do this season, especially finding out right before the season started what they were going to have to, I mean, not do essentially at the end of the year, so I can't. I can't fault them for dropping some games they should have won. You know, it's it's just kind of the way basketball goes. We know how tough Big 12 basketball is already. And so to, like, harp on these kids and get on them so strongly because you expect more wins or whatever it is, I just think we need to take a step back and realize kind of what they're going through. Like I said, two more games this season, Iowa State and Texas Tech. So hopefully we can finish on a high note. Mike Boynton can take that into next season, those Players can take that into next season. So that's what we're hoping to finish 2021-2022 season with. Next up, some Big 12 non-conference games I'm excited for and Oklahoma State's full three-game non-conference schedule. 
But first, football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, you know they will land on their feet somewhere. They always do. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, go abs, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the new and improved website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, some 2022 non-conference schedule talk. So I was looking at the Big 12 non-conference schedule. I just kind of mess around on the internet today when I didn't want to work. And I see that Texas has to host Alabama in September. And I almost fell out of my chair laughing. So I thought I'd dig into some of the Big 12 non-conference schedule. There are some really fun games scheduled in September. So I'm looking forward to those and kind of some of the ones I'm really looking forward to and all of Oklahoma State's non-cons. So let's start with three non-conference games that are going to give us insight into some future Big 12 play. First, we've got Baylor versus BYU, plus Kansas and Texas Tech will both face off against Houston. I think all of those games are going to be really fun. Baylor versus BYU is already a rivalry narrative I'm trying to push. I've been trying to push it with the guys that we do. I do the uh, Big 12 roundtable with. It's just something that we'd like to see happen for when Baylor and or when BYU does come to the Big 12. I think this will be a really great game. I'd love for it to be a down-to-the-wire kind of like gritted out kind of game. Baylor did lose their two most productive running backs after the 2021 season, so their run game is up in the air a little bit. But I'd love to see this one be a nail-biter of a game to really stoke the fire on the narrative that I'm starting to lay the groundwork for about a rivalry. Now, Kansas will get the chance early to show off a full offseason with Lance Leipold, helped see if it helped grow the program. While they didn't sign a ton of incoming freshmen, Kansas worked really hard in the transfer portal, and they were able to add some talent that way. So it'll be, I'm very excited to see kind of what they're bringing to the table this season. And just what they've been able to do with the transfer portal, I think, is another credit to Leipold, in my opinion. I really, I've talked about it. I like what he's doing there. So I'm very excited to see what Kansas shows up this season. Texas Tech will also be looking to improve themselves with a new coach at the helm. Houston will prove to be a good early opponent for, I think, both of these teams. And again, you're getting a chance to see some matchups that we're going to see once the new Big 12 surfaces. Some of the other Big 12 non-conference games that caught my eye, Iowa State at Iowa. This is a regular non-conference game for these two schools. Iowa consistently gets the win over Iowa State. In fact, Iowa has won the last six times that these two have played each other. And just this is like not anything to do with the 2022 football season. But can we talk about Caitlin Clark at Iowa for the women's basketball team? What a freaking superstar. If you haven't watched her, please go watch her. I will stop talking about it now, but she's so much fun to watch. TCU at Colorado. Sonny Dykes' first test is not going to be an easy one. 
probably, you know, a six or a seven on a scale of difficulty as it stands now, but he's going to get the chance to prove himself right out of the gate. So that's fun. Missouri at K-State. This is an old Big 12 rivalry. The two teams have played 97 times, and Missouri holds a pretty stout record against the Wildcats. The series has gone 60-32-5. Kansas State did win the last time that these two teams went head-to-head, though, in 2011. So that's a new. F- that's going to be a fun game to kind of revisit that old rivalry. West Virginia at Pitt. WVU returns home to the Big East to face off against Pitt to open the season. They are also going to see the former Big East opponent, Virginia Tech, to end their non-conference season. So it's kind of a homecoming for the Mountaineers in the non-conference schedule this season. Oklahoma at Nebraska. This is another historic college rivalry. It gets together again after the Sooners won last season 23-16. Brent Venables and Dylan Gabriel will end their non-conference schedule with a matchup against the former Texas quarterback, Casey Thompson, who's now playing for the Cornhuskers. This is like an inception of rivalries, you know? It's just like you keep peeling it back, there's more to it. So that'll be a really fun game. (laughs) Excuse me. And the reason that this segment even existed today, Alabama at Texas, it is still funny to me. I'm just imagining the 5-7 Texas team that we saw last season against the juggernaut that is Alabama. You guys know the team that I'm talking about from last season, right? The team that lost to Kansas. I just can't, I can't put it all together in my head. Quinn Ewers better be everything he has been hyped up to be because this is a serious test. It's not to mention a preview of the soon-to-be SEC matchup. The SEC chance got so out of hand for Texas last season warranted I'm not saying they were warranted but they were still like every game I guess it's lucky for the Longhorns that they'll be in Austin but I still can't imagine this one going very well right now like I said if Quinn Ewers can walk on water maybe Texas is finally back but I just can't I can't see this one going well uh, for Texas I don't think they're gonna have very much fun at that game Oklahoma State is only facing off against one Power 5 conference team in the non-conference part of the schedule. All three of the non-con games are in Stillwater, which is fun. They're always fun games to go to. First, Central Michigan comes to Stillwater, then Arizona State, and finally the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Now, this should be a three-win start for the Cowboys, which would be good as our first conference matchup is a Big 12 championship rematch against Baylor in Waco. So, To start the season with three wins would be huge as the roster has kind of fully come together and and become a little bit more formed. We'll dive into how we match up against these teams. I'm not going to leave it at that and get ready for non-conference schedule play, but I just wanted to touch on some of the matchups, what we're looking at to start non-conference. Of course, we did get the announcement that the first home game would be a Thursday. Thursday night games are always a little bit uh, wonky, but so much fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Coming up, a baseball, softball, and golf update. But first, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better than a candy bar because they are 100% coated in chocolate. 
Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order at Built.com. What a big weekend for Oklahoma State Athletics. I didn't even get all, I'm not even going to get all of it in this recap, but I wanted to touch on some of them. I'll try to get to the rest, the rest of the week. The number three Cowboy baseball team swept Wright State over the weekend, first with a 26-3 victory and then a comeback 7-6 win in the 10th inning. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. So I saw some stuff online about how the Cowboys were celebrating. They're the number three team in the country. And why are they getting so hyped over beating Wright State, who are 0-5, even though they're the number one th- th- number three team in the country. And I, you know what? It was a walk-off win in the 10th inning. Let athletes have fun. Let people have fun. Let them celebrate. They're in college. Every win is fun. Let them have as much excitement and celebration as they want while you sit on your couch tweeting about how mad you are that they're having a good time. Just stop. Let people have fun. It's insane to me. Like, I don't know if they're just people that have never played sports. I have no idea. But you guys, people got to start letting other people have fun, especially celebrating a walk-off win. Anyway, the Cowboys are 4-2. and two. They open a two-game midweek matchup against Arizona State on Tuesday, so they'll be playing the next two days. The number 8 Oklahoma State Cowgirl softball team cleaned up at the Re- Reveille Classic with four wins, three of which were shutouts. I-, I think that's how it's said, right? You pitch a shutout. I am learning about softball and baseball on the fly, so bear with me, but I'm pretty sure that's what what it's called. The Cowgirls are about to host five games for the OSU Tulsa Invitational in Stillwater starting on Friday. Get out there, get loud. The weather is supposed to be nice, so what better reason to go hang out outside than to watch the Cowgirl softball team? The number two Cowgirl golf team closed the Icon Invitational on February 22nd. They finished third in all five of the Oklahoma State Cowgirl golfers finished under par. That's fantastic. The number three cowboy cowboy golf team is currently playing in the Cabo Collegiate Invitational. They are tied with Florida State at 18 under for the lead after 36 holes. So Tuesday should make for a really fun day of golf. If you are on social media, it's very easy to follow the Oklahoma State golf uh, Twitter pages. They update constantly. You can find updates online, but That should be a really fun day of golf, so if you have the time at work to set it up somewhere that you can keep track of it, I would do so. The field for the Cabo Collegiate Invitational has six top 10 golf teams in it, so it could be a really up and down kind of moving day for all the teams. Like I said, Florida State and Oklahoma State are 18 under. The two schools below them are 15 under, so there's definitely some wiggle room in that tournament. It should be really, really fun golf tomorrow. Congratulations to all of our Cowboys and Cowgirls for their wins. Go get some more this week. 
As for the rest of the week, the NFL Combine starts this week, so we're going to talk about how our Cowboys are doing in it, how some of the other Big 12 players are doing in it. Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices free and available wherever you get your podcast. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians or the show page at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go pokes.